Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about an easy way to catch someone in a lie, a possible scientific explanation for what causes out-of-body experiences, and the healthiest way to cook broccoli, according to science. Let's cook up some curiosity. For as long as humans could talk, we've been trying to figure out when others are lying. Wouldn't it be great if people were like Pinocchio and their noses got longer when they told a lie? These days, you'd think that technology could solve this problem, but it hasn't so far. In fact, research suggests that low-tech techniques might work better. The most promising involves, wait for it, asking questions and listening to the answers. Whoa. That's right. Science says that if you want to catch someone in a lie, the trick is to go low-tech. So what's up with lie detectors, a.k.a. the polygraph? Well, this machine measures things like your heart and breathing rate, which increase when you're anxious, with the idea being that lying makes you anxious. The problem is that many truthful people are already anxious during interrogation, while good liars might not be anxious at all. Another technology trick comes in the form of the Micro-Expressions Training Tool, or MET. That teaches people to detect liars by looking for tiny, fleeting micro-expressions that people supposedly make when they're lying. This approach is already used in lots of settings, including airport security. But that's bad news, considering that a recent study showed that when it came to spotting liars, participants trained on MET did slightly worse than randomly guessing. Yikes. The low-tech question-answer method I mentioned earlier involves a lot more work. It's based on the idea that telling a lie is simply harder mental work than telling the truth. Ask any writer. Making up a story takes more effort than simply transcribing something that happened. That means that if you add more cognitive challenges to the task, like asking people to tell their story in reverse, liars will struggle, which will make it easier for observers to tell they're lying. An even more basic approach that helps is just to ask more questions, especially unexpected ones, which makes it a challenge for a liar to come up with something that's not in their prepared story on the spot. Sounds a lot like good old-fashioned investigators' methods, right? Well, it is. If you want to spot a liar, just make sure you ask the right questions and really listen to their answers. If you've ever had an out-of-body experience, then you might be surprised to learn what caused it. Because it's a pretty weird reason. As in, according to a study from 2017, out-of-body experiences, or OBEs, may be explained by inner ear damage. Wait, what? Let me back up. You might describe an OBE as the sensation of floating above your own body and getting a bird's-eye view of your surroundings. And a 2017 study published in Cortex suggests you can actually blame this on your inner ear, or more specifically, your vestibular system. That's made up of canals in your inner ear that track your balance and your location in space. It's the same system that makes you dizzy and gets you carsick. This study looked at more than 200 patients who had reported dizziness, and 14% of them said they had had an out-of-body experience. That means they were almost three times more likely to have an OBE than the study's control group of healthy people. And that difference suggested to researchers that the vestibular system might play a role in OBEs. Here's how it might work. Your inner ear works to give your brain an idea of where you're existing in space, right? Okay, so are you in a small room? Are you in a huge room? Are you in your car? Are you moving around right now? Your brain always has a bird's eye understanding of your space, but you experience the world through the perspective of your eyes. But then something glitches in how your brain is receiving sensory information, so your bird's eye view takes over as a default. 
And get this, in 2002, a neuroscientist actually demonstrated that you can induce an out-of-body experience by electrically stimulating the part of the brain that integrates vestibular and visual information. Pretty compelling, right? The authors of the 2017 study found a few other factors that might contribute to having an out-of-body experience. For one, those dizziness patients were more likely to have OBEs if they also had anxiety and depression. And people who have other perceptual anomalies, like feeling the mysterious sensation of a body part changing shape, are more likely to report OBEs as well. I mean, personally, I'm not going to rule out a more spiritual answer to the mystery of having an out-of-body experience. But if you've been searching for a scientific answer to explain one that you've had, then hopefully this research has helped you find a few possibilities. Get ready to learn about the healthiest way to prepare broccoli, according to science. This is important because we all know we have to eat our veggies to stay healthy. But some methods of preparing food destroy the good stuff. Which is why science has found the healthiest way to prepare broccoli to boost its benefits to the max. And it's actually really easy. Bring it on, broccoli. By the way, there's a reason why broccoli has spent a long time in the spotlight as a poster child for healthy food. It's been found to slash blood sugar in type 2 diabetics, fight cancer, lots of stuff. That's thanks to an antioxidant in broccoli called sulforaphane. Unfortunately, sulforaphane turns out to be pretty tricky to get at in raw broccoli because it exists in the form of glucosinolates. Those need an enzyme called myrosinase to break it down. How do you get myrosinase working? Just by damaging the broccoli. Unfortunately, preparation methods like boiling and microwaving don't count. They seriously reduce the levels of glucosinolates in broccoli, so you actually end up with less sulforaphane. For a study published in January 2018, Chinese researchers dove into ways of cooking broccoli that could possibly maintain its cancer-fighting goodness. They started by examining a common method in China, stir-frying. Then the researchers tried a few different methods and compared the results. Ready for the healthiest recipe? Here it is. First, chop up the broccoli into tiny pieces. Then let it sit for 90 minutes. Then lightly stir-fry it. When the researchers did this, the broccoli that was chopped and left out to let the enzymes do their thing had 2.8 times as much sulforaphane content as the broccoli that was stir-fried right away. Although this method increases your meal prep time, it also increases your broccoli's nutritional power. Is it worth it? That's up to you. Cody, you know that I have broccoli in my lunch every single day. Every day. And I figure you can get the best of both worlds. You don't have to chop it up into super tiny pieces. That was for a study where they wanted to absolutely max it out. But you can, when you bring the broccoli home from the store, chop it up into florets and then keep it in the fridge that way. And I figure that'll give it some time to have those enzymes do their thing at the places where you cut. And then you've increased its nutritional power. Broccoli rules, by the way. I love broccoli. Me too. And now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that if you want to catch someone in a lie, science says to go low tech. Just ask the person more questions and really listen to the answers. And that out-of-body experiences may be caused by inner ear damage because your vestibular system is what tracks where your body is in space. And that the healthiest way to prepare broccoli is to chop it up into tiny pieces, let it sit for 90 minutes, and then lightly stir-fry it. And the most delicious way to prepare broccoli is to kind of douse it in sesame oil and then like roast it in the oven and then sprinkle it with like salt. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Stop. <laughs> Today's stories were written by Linda Lombardi and Joni Folletto and edited by Ashley Hamer, the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Scripts today by Sonia Hodgen and Cody Goff. 
Today's podcast was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.